Maloney's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 919, September 8th, 2022. 99 degrees was a record high on this day in 1931. And it was 36 right on degrees right on, on this day in 1883. I have a note from uh, Kim. Churak, who writes, I was in the cities for the fair Saturday, September 3rd. I listened to Friday's podcast on the way down from Pequot Lakes. I'm a frequent Ooh. listener. After the fair, I just had to go to Fratelloni's and White Bear. I didn't need anything. I just had to go. Nice. All right. Love that. Thank you. Love that. And now, from the mayor's office, had to go. above the boathouse, he, he ended on up the east shore stuff. of Spoon Lake. Oh, yeah. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense. Your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I have a note from uh, Scott Matura. We met him at the fair. He's weighing in from Montana. Joe, while the old mayor has taken some grief over the years for reading the record highs and lows, ice out dates, and the date at which your lilacs are in full bloom, I believe these are important. What struck me the other day when you read the high and low was the record low, and all the lows for that matter. On any given day in a Minnesota summer, it might be 85, for example. The high is virtually never at or above 100. It is usually in the high 90s. So the high is generally only about 10 to 15 degrees higher. However, the lows are very often in the 40s and the low 40s at that. Where is the hysteria for a low temperature, 40 and 50 lower than the norm? Surely this would be more alarming as to what was going on with the climate to experience such a low Remember, in the 1960s, oil was going to be gone in 10 years. In the 1970s, we were going to have an ice age in 10 years. And in the the 1980s, acid rain would decimate our crops. In the 1990s, the zone would be gone in 10 years, the ozone. In the 2000s, the glaciers were going to melt. And in the 2010s, the coasts would be underwater by several feet, pushing back in 10 years, Scott Matura. (laughs) If, in fact, we lose the queen, and I mean we... And I think I think the path has been set. We, we're going to be losing her soon. Uh, I'm going to miss the queen. And it's not my... What uh, reason? It's not my uh, amusement at following the royals, if amusement is even the right word. She's been the queen of England my entire lifetime. Okay. Yep. And she, she, to me, she represents... The antithesis of the mystery. Uh, for seventy-two years, she's been a uh, an example of decorum, tradition, convention, stability, civility, and it, yeah, a lot of it's silly. Don't touch her. Don't shake her hand. All that BS. Look at her sideways. Yeah, it, but. When you think of the bozos we've had to deal with in public life during her reign, she really stands out. She really stands out as a... uh, Class? As a class act. I'll give you 90% of that because I don't like the way she treated Diana. Well, she came around, but unfortunately too late. Correct. What's her function? 
Well, what is it's she, what is she completely doing? ceremonious. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about it. It's completely uh-huh. ceremonious, and and I and I understand all that. But I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed that her presence has meant tradition. But we don't have it in this country. <laughs> no, we don't have it. There's no other country in the world that has it. I'm not suggesting we should have a king and queen. We damn near already have that. Uh, I'm suggesting that I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss that rock of ages. I think if we had a king and queen, it should be uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. There you go. But that's kind of what this country would think. What? I think that's a good choice. It would think like you, which is ridiculous. And they, and they, uh, well, the whole concept of a king and queen is of ridiculous. Of course it is, but the, so concept Jay-Z, of, the concept of works. The concept of tradition is not ridiculous. And she probably well, cost the taxpayers of England a boatload of money over the years. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and she just has a completely ceremonial function. And, but it's a ceremony that, I don't know, stitches the years together, stitches the decades together. Think of what think of what she's lived through. Well, that's where I was going to go because the one clip that's surfacing now is the day after 9/11 when mm-hmm. she broke tradition to play the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, in any event, it sounds like she's on her last legs, huh? She's yeah. about to tip out of the canoe. She's about to tip out of the canoe. <laughs> Face first in the mashed potatoes. And she's been in that oh. canoe for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> What year uh, did you say? The royal canoe. Well, I believe she became queen. Uh, I have a staff here. If they were on the ball, they could verify this. I'm looking. I think 1951. 1952. 52. So 70 years. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, I guess that big-eared kid of hers would become king, huh? Chuck? King Charles. uh, Does Camilla get a role, or are they going to kind of sweep that aside? I don't know. Um, I, 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 Camilla will be queen. I, I I really have a problem with Chuck. I don't want him to be king. I know he's, I know I know he's wanted that his entire life. Oh, he's the heir. It just it doesn't. He's not. A, he's not a good good you, guy. You, you know don't have an saying? invest. You don't have an investment here. You 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 don't. Your opinion doesn't matter. You know what you're saying. You're gonna miss the queen. I'm going to miss the Queen. February 6th, 1952 to present. Her coronation was technically June 2nd, 1953. Well, the other thing to keep in mind, Rook, he's going to be king for about 10 minutes. I mean, he's got to be what? 73. Oh, really? I would have guessed he was way older hey, let's, than that. Hey, hey, hang on. Let's, no. Uh, yeah, well, hang on. Let's uh, well, <laughs> sorry, boss. this guy. Hang well. on. I, honestly, just in images, of him, I would have assumed he was way older than that. No, he's not. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> he's my this this I'll guy that ma- good this, good cover, Chris. This royal that married Wallace Simpson. No, uh, that was Edward, her dad's was he, brother, was, I believe. Was he related to Charles in any way? Because they kind of look, they kind of have that same uh, slimy look to them. Well, yeah, they're all interbred, for God's sakes. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Went there. See, so now you're admitting they're inbreds. Oh. Her name is Elizabeth and Alexandra Mary. Because how long ago did we lose Philip? Was that two years ago? Oh, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. He was a rapscallion. Yes, he was. 
But that's my speech, okay. and there isn't much of a speech. I'll okay. miss the Queen. God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Why do we say that? As long as we still have Megan, that's where we're okay. Oh, the Yoko Ono of the royal family. <laughs> yeah, she's a cutie pie. She uh, could she, be our queen. She's a gold digger. She's a phony. She's ruined well, Harry's well, relationship now, now with I, William. Now I have to argue the I other side. I know that Yoko Ono I don't think Yoko was a gold digger. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. a gold digger. Yeah. And, yeah. King Jay-Z <laughs> and Queen Bebe. Queen <laughs> Bebe? That works for me. Prince William's gal. What, what's her first name? I like her. Uh, J- Josie. Nancy. No. Uh, <laughs> Helen. Oh, right here. My God. Dolores. No, Meghan Markle and... Uh, <laughs> Not Meghan, the other one. Deanne. Uh, William. William uh, Chandra. Princess. Candy. Candy? Not Candy. No, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. No, that's your... Princess Tiffany. That's your... You, Amy? Stay away from... <laughs> Catherine, hey, middle name. Oh, Kate. 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 Oh my gosh, Kate. Kate. Is that the Marshall Tucker, Tucker band? I like her. No, that's pure prairie. I like Kate. She seems like she has class. Well, she's buying into the program. <laughs> right. Where your Megal ain't buying into the program. No, she wants to move to Los Angeles. Yeah, well, they do live in Los that's Angeles. That's what I'm saying. Let me move on to something else I've discovered troubling about life the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Mm-hmm. May I give you a brief soliloquy? Uh, by the way, before you go, Prince Philip died on April 9th, 2021, after 73 years of marriage. Yep. My birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, Kenny. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> There's not a day goes by, it seems, I'm sure there are. It's not a day goes by when I don't get an email on, uh, under the authorship of Mitra Jalali, hmm. who is the Ward 4 city council person in St. Paul. Yes. Mac Groveland, Miriam Park, you know, the western and northwestern parts of the city. And she's she's always emailing me on behalf of NIAC, and I've ignored them until today. And then I, I finally, my curiosity won out. What the hell is NIAC? It's the National Iranian American Council. Oh, you wrote a check. <laughs> and so she... Uh, lobbies on behalf of the National Iranian American Council, which is a 5014C group, and they raise money to back Iranian candidates and fight Iranian discrimination wherever they imagine to find it, and on and on and on and on. And I'm sure it's legal, but if I was a member of War, uh, if I lived in Ward 4, I would be happier if she was spending more time on Ward 4. And uh, and I'm sure she would, I called her, I'm not going to get an answer from her. And here's what I discovered the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. They have almost uniformly been taken over by the left, right. by taken over by the mystery. Who do I call to check on her, the legality of her doing such frequent work for a federal Political action committee. I, uh, seriously, who is it in the? Is it? I looked it up on the Google. Can they do this? And I couldn't mm-hmm. get an answer. And who would you call? Who would you call uh, to say uh, in your bylaws is it permissible to uh, take this action on behalf of a, a Washington D.C. based PAC? Well, they- they're all in the same boat. They're all According, 
they're all of the same mind. No one would rat her out if it wasn't legal. Yeah, my only hope was Jane Prince, who uh, on more than one occasion, in fact, I just got a voicemail, and if it's her, uh, no, it's uh, that Eau Claire, Wisconsin deal. Oh, Mueller. Uh, you still owe me money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Federal Elections Commission, yeah. FEC, possibly. Yeah. Well, but would they? Would you get any action from them? But here, I'm not suggesting that she's doing this illegally. What I'm curious about is, A, how much time does this take from what she's supposed to be doing? It probably doesn't make much time at all. She probably puts her name to a, uh, a computerized email begging me for money. And obviously she doesn't know where these emails go or she wouldn't be asking me. Hmm. Because she would know enough that, well, I'm not going to get any money out of that jerk, so she wouldn't email me. But So I'm sure she's just attaching her name to these. But there's no one to ask. There's no, there's no countervailing voice. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings where they are run and owned by the progressive left, who do you ask for obedience to certain rules? Who do you ask? It's a great question. Well, because it's donation money... Would there be anything illegal about it? I doubt it. Okay. I, again, I'm not suggesting she's uh, behaving below the table here. I'm wondering, I'm just wondering about it. Well, you could say the same thing about a number of these types of candidates. We always talk about Omar. What does she actually do for the city of Minneapolis and her district, which is basically nothing? We're talking about the NIAC, correct? That's correct. In July 2019, some members of the Iranian community in the United States organized a demonstration in front of their offices in D.C. They believed the NIAC is the representative of the corrupt and brutal Islamic Republic regime and not the voice of Iranian Americans. Really? Uh, Republican senators called to investigate them in January 2020. Three Republican senators, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, and Mike Braun, claimed the NIAC and its sister organization, the NIAC Action, have violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act, and they are amplifying regi regime propaganda in the United States. Well, I can bring it closer to home. Uh, not that I wish any ill will on an Iranian American. Bleep you if I'm in the fourth ward. I want my street paved. Mm -hmm. I want my mm -hmm. street lights to work. I want the boulevard grass cut. Potholes filled. Uh, what, uh, what in God's name are these people getting away with? I have one point perhaps we should make though. I'm sure we're talking you do. about we're talking about two different organizations it looks like. The NIAC is actually a nonprofit. NIAC Action is the PAC. So is she asking for money for the PAC for Action? Yes. NIAC she's, action. She's, she's, she is. She, well, well then it's the PAC, yep. Not just the NIAC because they're two different organizations. Well, it's it's the the heading of the emails is always NIAC in capital letters, National Iranian American Council. Joe, the November elections are coming up. Won't you please help us? Send $10, send 25, send 50. Yeah, that's begging. My my answer of course is no, I I won't. Uh, but as far as legality goes, that's not a pack. That's just a nonprofit. That's fine. The I, the, I, the pack is a sister organization right. that wow. has nothing to do apparently, <laughs> with 
the NIH. But it's an extraordinary rabbit hole you can go down. Because, oh, certainly. Because Boy. you can imagine what the council members in Seattle might be lobbying for, or uh, Portland, Oregon, or L.A., Frisco, here, well, Chicago, New York. Is it John's explanation just basically backing up what you're saying? Mm-hmm. There's too many organizations mm-hmm. that are living off the the taxpayer dime. I mean, Mitra, we want... Uh, we want you to take care of Ward 4. Right. And do what you're supposed the, to do. Apparently the people who voted for uh, believe she must be fulfilling her obligations. Remember, she danced out onto Snelling Avenue two weeks ago and put on her Twitter account, right. I wish we could prevent all traffic from using Snelling. She is keen on renting, not ownership. She's a committed, committed uh, socialist or Marxist or whatever the hell she is. Uh, she's not good for the city of St. Paul, but that's my meager opinion. And uh, I just finally got curious. What is this? In fact, for the longest time, I would see Mitra Jalali on this email okay. and assume it wasn't her. That's how naive I am. What do you mean? Wait. I assumed it might have been a different Mitra Jalali. How many are this there? This can't be a St. Paul City Councilwoman <laughs> yeah. campaigning for the National Iranian American Council. It's got to be somebody it's be, else. It's got to be somebody like else. No, I finally tracked it. It's her. It's her. Um, They're a pro-Iranian <laughs> um, organization. They advocate against war with Iran and advocated in support of the Iran nuclear deal. Mm-hmm. And lots of elected officials ask for PAC money for different PACs, mm-hmm. especially senators and representatives, mm-hmm. U.S. senators and representatives. So I'm guessing legally there's nothing. I know. said at the outset, I'm not accusing this woman of anything. I'm merely, yeah. I'm merely inquiring. And then mm. to to amplify that point... There's nobody I can ask about it. <laughs> well, just reading the Wiki, Wikipedia page, uh, they seem shifty to me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got no beef with an Iranian. Go ahead and get to work. Let's go. <laughs> well, I do if it's death to infidels and yeah, yeah. capitalism and Americans. And Well, I'm death, not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. Death to America. You know, I was in your city last night, and... What time do things normally shut down, like West 7, things like that? Uh, Rook, 2 p.m.? Kind of, 2, 3 p.m.? On, uh, in many, in for Paul? what purpose, maybe, that will help me? Well, because, for instance, I was going to say 10 o'clock last night, nothing was open right. on West 7. Is that, is that normal? Well, I'm sure places were open. Earlier but, in the day. But that's don't you I'm, have a home? What are you doing go in St. Paul? Go for bars open. Uh, the Dark um, Horse is open. I'm sure Mancini was open. Was, sure. was open. Did you get kicked out? Cassettes was open. Was, Truck park. Staying yeah. in a hotel in downtown St. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the... Um, Ma- you went oh, and saw no. Maverick. I went, oh, no. the, Maverick. I went to the Michael Buble concert last night. Oh, what can we say? Sh- Get off! Can the we word. say the you're S-word? fired? Go. It was. Go away. Uh, who are, are you trying to be? Me? Who are you? I did feel like rookie. now I know how you guys feel when he, you know, when I confess something like that. I, I feel wow. very ashamed. Did you go with your wife? Yes. Thank God, it wasn't so. a town ball thing. Some 
friends of ours had tickets. Wow. He actually puts on a pretty good show. Did you well, leave, him, he, he, did you leave him on a shelf in, in the garage? Or does I did, she I have did. him, I got him locked her. up somewhere? No, her, well, now that you hers. say that. He put I, him on the back of the pickup. Quiet. Uh, was that at XL Energy Center? It was. Was it sold out? It was not sold out, but it was pretty full. Well, I'm surprised then that you encountered what you did. That's what I was, go- that's what I was getting at. Is I, I was shocked When that there's an event at the XL... Usually, West 7th Street is alive and kicking. Because, the, Rook, the reason I brought it up is I walked but right by Truck Park, and there was absolutely nobody in it. So I don't know if they just shut did it down. Did it appear to be open? It did, but I didn't see a body. Were the, uh, were the uh, garage doors up? Correct. Okay, then it was open. Okay. You wear super tight, like those super tight jeans <laughs> that hug your ankles, and they kind of, they're kind of like culottes almost. Capris. Can, Capris. Yeah, you can see your ankles. Clam are, is that what huh? you wear? Clam diggers. Yes, clam diggers. I will say clam this. And were you packing? You know what and, the, and a nice were you blouse? Packing? You know what the huge benefit to going to a Michael Bublé concert is at the XL? Hmm. The men's room is all to yourself. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah, there's no that's line. True. Ain't got no line there. <laughs> wow. The well, family, how was the? Uh, uh, yeah. That's low. How was the? Uh, you know, the, <laughs> careful. I think he wants to know how the scenery was. Not bad. It was oh, not he had bad. a good backdrop. Yeah. It was okay. Not good. Bad. The family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock <laughs> and arriving wow. daily at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, right there on the corner of Highway 36 and 61. Easy to get to. You can't miss it. Multi-generational dealership. One family owned since the beginning, and they're the first. If they, if they aren't the first Volkswagen dealer uh, in Minnesota, I don't know who is, and I'm willing to be corrected on that. Schmel's Countryside. They got the new Volkswagen Taos. They have the uh, family size seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capacity. The SUVs have IQ Drive Advanced Safety Systems. If the gas prices have you concerned, test drive the all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV. If you're a candidate, consider this. It was the 2021 World Car of the Year because if electric is going to be done correctly, it would be done by Volkswagen. I've shopped there for years. I would continue to, although I, I consider myself a candidate only for extremely powerful gasoline-powered engines. Love that. I love Schmelz. I have a car yes, that do. was purchased at Schmelz, and it is a Volkswagen Jet, 120,000 miles, and I love the vehicle. In, the, in this day and age, 120,000 miles is nothing. It's fresh. It's nothing. It's ju- it just broke in. Nothing. So uh, great people, great service, great location, Schmelz Countryside, 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Find the uh, inventory you're looking for at SchmelzVW.com. Reeves, before we go to break, is your favorite uh, <laughs> Michael Buble live album Come Fly With Me? Or is it um, is it the other one that is Caught in the Act? Um, the first one. Okay. It's not Caught. Caught in the Act is a legitimate uh, live album from uh, Michael Buble. I think you were caught in the act yes. last night. Yes, I was. Yeah, yes, good I luck was. with that. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. Well, that is true. Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor. 
favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. How well does seafoam deep creep actually work? Well, listen to this uh, email. Hey, Kenny, I have a Wilton, Wilton, W-L-T-O-N, a Wilton bench vice. They're actually pretty famous. Uh, that I have finally, after 36 years, mounted on my workbench. Back in July of 1986, the building I worked in was flooded from a 12-inch rainfall. The vice was submerged for three days. They gave me the vice. It sat unused all that time, 36 years I never knew about Deep Creep until hearing your stories on GL. I'm amazed that I now have a great, fully functioning vice that also has swivel functions that also work great. Thanks, Kenny. I'm also a metro abandoner and am now near Brainerd. That's from Tim. Thank you, Tim. 36 years of rust gone and an old a Wilton uh, just as good as brand new. Uh, I'd say that seafoam deep creep works wonders, and it's available wherever quality chemicals and lubes are sold. A local company with a global reach and a true miracle. Seafoam. Who? <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. You know, <clears throat> when you think about it, uh, something that can really uh, put someone at ease and relax someone. A dial. A dial. If you, if you have a dial that you, you uh, were foraging through the forest and you came across a a dial, <laughs> your life is pretty bad. I don't even know what ad this is going to be. So, right. so because your life is so bad, you want to you want a little pick me up, and a pick me up is what a would that have to do with your life being bad? Spiralite candles. Oh, Spiralite candles calming. will make your life wonderful. <laughs> If you're miserable and you're happy about the fact that you've acquired a dial from some... Where did you get the dial? A great big dial off a furnace. Yeah. I mean, what could be more pathetic than that? So if that excites you, what you need to do is pick yourself up, and you do that with SpiralLightCandles.com. Todd and his whole family do a great job. They're garage logicians. They were at the Minnesota State Fair. And if you look at the time-lapse video at SpiralLightCandles.com, you'll say, that's really cool. Why am I burning boring candles? I don't know why you're doing that. Go to SpiralLightCandles.com. Several different popular colors, scents, and remember, the Garage Logic Cylinder Index Candle is available there as well. It's SpiralLightCandles.com. Doesn't matter what the occasion is, anniversary, birthday, Halloween, Thanksgiving, maybe just a hostess gift. Stop burning boring candles. Pick yourself up. Drop the dial that you have and go to SpiralLightCandles.com. I'm wearing my Jeff Dayton Calypso Poet shirt today. I see that. It's very impressive. The highlight of the fair was height and Dayton. That was really cool. That was so much fun John, to do. Uh, for real, a question, uh, not being uh, funny or anything. He starts to play something, and yeah. you you jumped right in. How did you know wh- what to do or how to do that? Well, not well, having he, rehearsed he, with him at all. Because he knows. There are things you, you, you play in against certain chords and certain keys and... Etc. Etc. And he'd either tell me the queen key died. or I'd see the queen the f- died. Just oh, got the, the news. Queen the queen died. I'm going to miss the queen. Wow. Go ahead, John. Well, 
And, and just, uh, I'd know the key or I'd see the chord he's playing, the chords he is playing. When he switches the chord, you know, you automatically... But he's playing things. and you're all of a sudden just jumping in there and it seems like you guys have been practicing forever. Uh, I was very well, impressed. I, I was very impressed, with, with country music and rock and roll, it's pretty easy to come up with stuff if you, if you basically Rookie, know what's going on. That's one of those cerebral questions that can't be answered. It's, it's like sure asking you... It's like asking you, how did you know to say, please hold? Yeah. Is it true that exactly. you're the funniest comedian in the world? Yeah. I am the funniest guy in the country. <laughs> really? Tell me, what's the secret timing. of timing? There you go. There is. It's there timing. Is, That's the secret. It, it also say... becomes very natural after so many years. Right. It does, you don't sit and stop and think about it. It's just if you know the key and stuff. Well, I was impressed it, and it very comes, jealous. It comes so, well, thank you. Well I done. May it. I say, God welcome the queen. God welcome. Yeah, he didn't save her. To save God her. welcome the queen. Well, she had a long life. Yeah. 96? Uh, yeah, and I think that's... Uh, my mother knows the scribe, right. Donald Jackson, right. to the queen. Have they scraped the mashed potatoes off her face yet? Oh, yes, my God. Honest to God. So if you're Chuck, what's going through your mind right now? I'm the king. N- he's looking around going, okay, where's yeah, my but stuff? Yeah, do we have to have like a swearing in? I know there's a coronation. Oh, you think he's thing. giving old Camilla the side eye right now? Yeah, going, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. Hey, right yeah. here. They'll who's have your, a big. Who's have a your big daddy? Game. Who's, who's your, your daddy? <laughs> you know what? Bow to the did king, ever, baby. Did you ever, uh, you know, with yeah. the king? It's going to be a heavy yeah. rain. You want to see rain. some royal? Check this out. <laughs> I apologize, GLs. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Joe's talking about the class and the queen being represented. Yeah, there, there you go, Joe. <laughs> He's walking around in his underpants with the barn door open. <laughs> God welcome the queen, and God forgive these complete idiots that I have to work with. Barn doors open, Cammy. Hey, what did the guy have to do to get a piece of meat around here? Let's go. I'm the king now. Do you play that? How soon do you play that card? Oh, hey, hail, little Richard. Oh, we're done with this. All I want is roast beef for the next week and a half. Bring me my crown. Where's my crown? You know, you're, you're just a sick. I am. This is real. This is what everybody's thinking. How no, cool would it be? Your, your first five minutes is no. king. What do you do? You're picturing. What's the movie? Because I know exactly what you you're know, picturing. I can't oh, even go into this next topic because oh. you're ruining it. Yeah. I gotta look. I know it up. what you do. You grab Cammy by no. the, you know, Coming the earlobes. Uh, the guy that played uh, in the Big Lebowski. Help me. Yeah. Yellow glasses. Why can't I think of his name? John Goodman. John Goodman. You're picturing John Goodman in King Ralph. That's yeah. exactly going, hey, what you're doing. Uh, what do you got to do around here to get some service? Oh, Bring on the wenches and more wine for my friends. I can't do this now. No. I can't follow your timing horridness Thanks, with this. What? It was a heartfelt letter from the mother of a... Uh, what are you, Casey Kasem? Just read it. Who cares? Keep reaching for the stars. What? Okay, Why do let's... I always get a <laughs> yes? <laughs> Funny <laughs> feeling when I hear this song. Okay, um, uh, I am normal now. Let's I'm go now. To... Let's, let's go here, Prince yeah. Joe. Get yeah. your ass together. What do we got? This is a letter. From you don't. The lady. You want to know why I don't like Chuck? Coast. Why? Because he electrified an XKE Jaguar. Yeah, you would have to that, be uh, irritated. Auto related for you. Yeah. Okay. You that got was a weird good... rules. You do long enough segue. <laughs> what do you got? 
Joe, I'm a mom of a middle school girl in the St. Paul Public Schools, and I'm going through a bit of an identity crisis. I'm mostly liberal, support gay marriage, and don't want transgender adults to be discriminated against in any way. But my middle school daughter, who never showed any signs of gender dysphoria until puberty, started using he, him pronouns and a different name at her St. Paul Public School Middle School. I'm frightened for her. Since I enjoy listening to your show, even when I disagree, I tried unsuccessfully to find a podcast episode where you talk about the gender craze happening in our schools right now. Do you talk about it? Yes, we do. It's one of the aspects of the mystery I'm most struggling with. I won't say her name. She didn't tell me I couldn't, but I won't. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. I don't even know that I've ever felt so hopeless and helpless about what to do. My daughter is not transgender. She is very self-conscious about her body and her weight, but is also gifted and has ADHD. So, yes, she has some difficulties in school, but she's not what you would think of as a uh, as sick in a mental fitness way. What she is is vulnerable, and schools don't seem to care about that since the way to address that isn't gender-affirming. Since this came up in our family, I've read a lot of research and listened to a lot of podcasts that address gender. I've learned that social transition, changing name and pronouns essentially, isn't harmless like I originally thought. It's not just adolescence trying things out like when I was that age and some people were going uh, goth for a while. Kids in the St. Paul Public Schools who socially transition this way are celebrated by staff and peers. And if the kid tells their teacher or other staff that their parents don't know about their new name and pronouns, St. Paul Public School policy is to not tell the parents or inform them in any way. I was flabbergasted when I found this out. A logical thought at this point is that my daughter could benefit from some help from a therapist. I agree, but what do you do when seeing a therapist could actually be more harmful? When therapists are Mm. trained to affirm whatever gender the child identifies as, when therapists aren't even attempting to diagnose gender dysphoria but accepting a child's self-diagnosis, when there is no treatment for help with self-esteem, confidence, with just pushing them down a path to transition, I've searched high and low for mental health professionals who practice actual therapy and work with kids like mine to explore the issues behind them feeling like they want to be a different gender. No luck. Doctors are educated and trained the same way. No one is doing anything other than gender affirming. I've joined a couple of Facebook parent support groups of LGBT kids, but they're all about who is best to see the who is best to see for puberty blockers or surgeries or brag posts about my son or daughter uh, started T today, and I'm so proud. T meaning what? Transition? Probably. Or my son or daughter's top surgery finally got approved, followed with admiration, praise, and jealousy that he could get it at 15. Anyway, I don't know if this will be read or responded to, but I'm just at a loss. I even looked into private parochial schools as a way to remove her from this environment She's in at her SPPS middle school, but they have the same policies. Thanks. Oh, I feel for this woman. This is what I'm talking about. Why this concentration on this? Now, I have a follow-up email that might be helpful to us. Okay. <clears throat> it might that be helpful, it might be helpful to, this, to this mom. 
Demystifying, maybe, the promotion of gender sexual ideology as discussed. So, uh, Mom, yes, we discuss this frequently. Uh, Dear Joe, I heard on the Tuesday show how you were mystified by what exactly is the deep purpose behind the intense push for pronouns and gender identity issues, even to the point of including it in first grade curriculum. I spent a fair amount of time investigating the basic uh, philosophical ideas involved in this agenda. And while I can't claim to be an expert, I hope I can give a couple of ideas and insights as to what is behind all this. You offered one possible suggestion that pronouns and gender ideology are an attempt to fight back against white patriarchy. This is definitely part of it, but I think it goes deeper. First of all, the philosophy behind non-binary gender pronouns and so on puts a great deal of stress on being authentic. Along with this comes the idea that our identity is not grounded in any external reality, but is instead formed entirely by ourselves. So the logic goes, any external pressure to be or act a certain way, whether from society, biology, or any such thing, becomes a constriction of one's personal self-expression. A result of this is that no one is allowed to question a person's a personal self-expression because by doing so, they are being oppressive because they are not affirming one's personal view of themselves, which leads to the belief that children need to be taught from a young age not to undermine someone's view of themselves lest they risk offending them or psychologically damaging them. I have no other way to summarize this than by saying that we are going down a dangerous road when the only way to remain psychologically stable is to have our self-created identities constantly affirmed by others. This probably doesn't make you feel better about the situation, but I hope it at least makes it less mysterious. Thanks for the show, Caleb. I think I think he's on to something. Hmm. In other words, these kids are being taught that you don't have to be what you're told to be. You can be whatever you want to be, and once you make that <laughs> announcement, we will affirm that. Because your reality is not based on any extenuating or external circumstances. You are who you want to be. And we're here to make sure you understand that. But that's and I still say B as in B, S as in S. That's because it's not reality. It's not reality. You are you are you are John or you are Jenny. You are a boy or you are a girl. Right. If you feel uh, at a young age that you are attracted to boys and your name is John, that's just the way it is. But we don't have to pull that out of you. I mean, Jablonski. I, I I I didn't care whether he was gay or straight. I never thought about it. It's okay. He had some struggles, but it wasn't as he was growing up. Somebody wasn't saying you need to uh, be this way or you need to be treated differently. He was he was treated as a person his whole life, and this is anybody. It's it, but they don't need to draw that out of a third grader. Caleb's email helps me, but we're not, I'm not there yet. Maybe you guys are. I'm not there yet. I still don't. Uh, I still don't understand this. This insistence that even at an extremely young age, before the age of reason, really, uh, these children are being proselytized about gender ideology, and I, I really feel bad for that mom. Uh, she, 
she's trying to stay on top of this, and she has her work cut out for her. Uh, but it's not the role. I would send her to a parochial school, but I would closely examine the policies of the parochial school before you send her there. Yeah, those are getting. That's not a guarantee anymore. I was going to say of anything. Uh, your chances are better, but it's not a guarantee of anything. Uh, but it's uh, not the role of the school to, why, to draw why, that out. But it's sweeping the failed academy. It really is. It's yeah. sweeping yeah, it's, it. They hook, line, and sinker. They've all bought. They've all bought into the program. There's got to be GL teachers who don't buy into it. There's got to be. Uh, there are. Yes, there are. There are some. You know one. I know one. Yes. There's got to be. This can't be. No one could be this brainwashed. Well, I I was going to say, because I have two that are currently in elementary school. Yeah, and you're way away from the country's tallest building. But what I was going to say is this has never even been brought up once. Well, that's good. And we're parents that monitor a lot of things pretty closely. But I think that's what they're bank. Is that what they're banking on? Is the fact that not enough parents are paying enough attention? I mean, what's the end game? I it's it's a part of the mystery that I'm going to continue to wrestle with until I have it figured out. Because I don't have it figured out yet. I don't know why you want to take a human being and mold them into something that they know nothing about. Nothing. 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 Good Lord. I, well, uh, whatever. Uh, I hope the mom can find some reasonable advice. I, I, I guess go, I'm really lucky, man. I just, all the kids I used to have, they've none of this ever came up. But for that child, okay, for that mom, let's, uh, let's walk through this. If mom addresses that to that child, is that child going to push away and go the other the other the, I, the extreme, I or or listen to mom and say, you know what, Jenny, uh, you're a good girl, and and we're going to keep calling you Jenny. We don't I need don't, to go I, I her, them, or this. I'm going to keep calling them Gator Hooks. Gator Hooks. Well, Gator Hooks are so wonderful to have in the garage. They're magnetic hooks you yes. put in your garage on any metal surface, and it turns that metal surface into a storage location. These are patented technology magnets because they got multiple poles. Yeah, but Don't, I want to. You got to be a physicist to understand that. I know, but, but you, you know what it means? They're strong. You can't pull them off. Whatever you put it on, you got to flip up a little plastic lever to release the polling magnitudes. I'm sick of it sitting <laughs> over here, and I want it on this wall. What do I do? Move it. Okay. Turn your cabinets, workbenches, anything with a metal surface, you turn into a storage area in your home, in your garage, on the job site. Reaver sees a guy take off with his pickup truck. He's Mm -hmm. loaded with gator magnets. He gets to the site, bing, bang, boom. The side of the truck is a storage area. Let's go. It gets everything off your floor, too, in the garage, and you can change the storage until you have it perfect because these gator magnetics move around. Great options. You can hang a basket between two gator hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on the website. You'll see them in action. You can see what they have in mind for the future. It's extraordinary. This is a brilliant, brilliant uh, invention. So don't tell me America ain't great. That won't still, buy We're it. clinging. Yeah. Gator magnets make it great again. Gator, is that a hat? Yeah, and gatormagnetics.com. <laughs>
The kids are back in school and they're bringing out homework. Hey, take a hint. Why aren't you doing your homework? For years, you have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent and he represents only one insurance company. You deserve more than that. You deserve options. Your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly do change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Don't tell your kids about this, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how to find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only for today, but for each and every year. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind that knowing that Canopy Group is working for them. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Get those options! Moon Motorsports in Monticello is Minnesota's most exciting showroom with brands and models for everyone in the family. Uh, And let me explain what I mean by that. Right now, Moon Motorsports, they have many youth-sized ATVs and motorcycles in stock and ready to go. As for the motorbike lovers in the family, a wide range of in-stock motorcycles, including some very exciting offerings from the Triumph lineup. You have to check out the Triumph Speed Triple 1200RR very cool style and cable stretching performance. The all-new Triumph Tiger 1200. It's the ultimate large capacity adventure bike. It's really cool. You can check them out and their other bikes, sleds, ATVs, side-by-sides, both new and used at moonmotorsports.com. And for the love of cylinders the world over, stop in. Find out why Moon Motorsports is the most exciting power sports showroom in in our area. They're on the south side of 94, west of 25 in Monticello, and on the web, like I said, moonmotorsports.com. Rolling, I'm rolling, everybody shut up. Yee-haw! This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Zuzurek. That's Croatian for there's only a few cabins. <laughs> sure it is. I did make that up, but um, it, is, it is truthful, though. Uh, Escape With Us Vacations is offering you Croatia. Last chance for Croatia. Only a few cabins are left. The trip is October 1st through the 8th, and that is going to be a blast. Teresa and Maria are going to be your hosts for that. And many, uh, several GLers have signed up for that already. It's $2,500, and that's all in. Check it out at escapewithusvacations.com. Get your 2023 spring break plans taken care of now. Only requires a low deposit. You can make payments along the way. They're going to work with you at Escape With Us Vacations. My sisters are fantastic. Multi-generational travel. Life gets busy with work. Kids sporting events, all that kind of stuff. Spend some time together taking the kids wherever who knows but they're never gonna forget it playing volleyball on a beach in mexico dude ranch in colorado or maybe walking the quaint towns of italy with the gelato in your hand the time is now to plan that escape and escape with us vacations can make that happen for you and your family i'm not saying but i'm saying they've already inquiring of me where would you like to host a trip next year it's mm. unofficial, but if you're a garage logician, I would call them right now and say, if Rookie is leading a trip, I want on that one. That'll be next year. Check them out, 651-788-4338, or 
or email travel at escapewithusvacations.com, 651-788-4338. And in 2024, Joe is going to lead a tour. You might want to buy right now. Where are you going to go? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You'll be 79 years old. We're going to the old folks home. We're going. Escape. <laughs> Go visit the Queen. Give me my dumplings. They had to pay extra for this one. (laughs) Escapewithusvacations.com. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Why, thank you, Joe. As we've been saying, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest reigning monarch and one of the most enduring royal personalities the world has known, has died at the age of 96. Buckingham Palace confirming the Queen died Thursday at Balmoral Castle, her official residence in Scotland. The Queen died peacefully. The King and Queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening. will return to London tomorrow, according to the palace. The news came after palace officials issued a statement earlier in the day saying the Queen had been put under what they called medical supervision as her doctors were concerned for her health. All of the senior members of the royal family quickly traveled to be by her side. Queen Elizabeth II dead at the age of 96. Really quick, uh, I was alerted to this by Zipko, and I'm very glad that he brought this to my attention, but Super 70 Sports has a lead on this, Rook. You'll you'll probably relate to this. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II is dead. Reggie Jackson in custody. Yeah. Naked gun. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. It's very uh, I, I do have a serious question. No, I want Wait, the news. No, this is part of the news. Why aren't we revealing what she died of? She's 96. She's 96. You think she owed or causes. something? No, I just... Wait, I want she she got spiking fell up off or something? Bike? But nobody says anything. No, she, I'm telling you. She's 96. Natural That's causes? what she died of, yes. You're having a laugh. Yes. She was freebasing and caught on fire? Here's John Hyden. <laughs> I think Putin poisoned her. In other news... <laughs> Police say a man suspected of shooting five people and killing three Sunday in St. Paul's Payne Fela neighborhood has been arrested in Chicago. The 41-year-old Minneapolis man taken into custody Wednesday morning as a result of multi-agency effort, including the FBI's Violent Crime Task Force, St. Paul Police. The suspect has yet to be formally charged. Uh, that shooting happened around 4.30 Sunday afternoon in the 900 block of Case Avenue East. Officials described it as one of the most complicated scenes they've investigated in a long time due to the number of victims. Three of the five victims were pronounced dead at the scene, 33-year-old Angelica Gonzalez, 42-year-old Corey Freeman, and 44-year-old Maisha Spaulding, all of St. Paul. Two others taken to the hospitals. Uh, to the hospital. Police say the victims' deaths mark the 25th, 26th, and 27th homicides in St. Paul this year. Jeez. The search for the new Minneapolis chief of police has been narrowed down to three candidates. The three finalists submitted to Mayor Jacob Fry for consideration are Southfield, Michigan Police Chief Elvin Broughton, former Charlottesville, Virginia Police Chief Dr. Rochelle Brackney, and Newark, New Jersey Deputy Mayor in Charge of Police Initiatives Brian O'Hara. Mayor Fry has said the final decision will be made in collaboration with his newly appointed Commissioner of Community Safety, Dr. Cedric Alexander. Once a finalist is picked, the choice will be sent to the City Council for approval. The three who are picked means that Interim Chief Amelia Huffman will not be considered for the chief job. That Um, last candidate you read, uh, read his qualifications again, the last one. Uh, New Jersey Deputy Mayor in Charge of Police Initiatives, Brian O'Hara. Um, does he have a law enforcement background? He apparently, from what I read, he had quite a bit to do. They had some issues. They were under federal investigation, the police in Newark, and he helped to clear up a he lot of He cleaned it uh, up. Oh, he's issues. a cleaner. Yeah. He's a cleaner. Yeah. 
Yeah. Huh. And, and he strike by look, you know, and this is just from the picture, which is silly, but he, he looks like one of those New Jersey guys. You know what I'm saying, huh? You know what I'm saying, do. Kenny? Yeah. Looks yeah. like a yeah. tough guy. Are we'll we afraid? Spaghetti and meatballs. Are we afraid to promote within? Well, they got to go out and find a reformer. <sighs> okay. About two months from the election now, and according to the new KSTP Survey USA poll, in stark contrast to the Minnesota governor's race showing a big lead for Governor Tim Walz, three other DFL candidates holding statewide offices are clinging to very small leads against GOP challengers, and there are a lot of undecided voters. All three DFL incumbents, Attorney General Keith Ellison, Secretary of State Steve Simon, and Auditor Julie Blaha, are below 50% support, and one is even under 40%. According to the poll, Ellison leads Republican challenger Jim Schultz by six points, 46 to 40, but there are 14 percent undecided. In 2018, Ellison, remember, only beat Republican challenger Doug Wardlow by four percentage points, the closest statewide race that year. In the race for Secretary of State, Simon leads by four points, 42 to 38, over Republican Kim Crockett. Another 20 percent are undecided. And finally, the race for state auditor, the lowest profile race is the closest, Blaha leading by just one point, 38 to 37 against Republican Ryan Wilson, 23% in that race. Oh, Ryan undecided. Wilson. We met him at the fair. We did. Yep. Go we Kim did. Crockett. Spoke with him. Yep. Yeah. Go Jim Schultz. A, a gunman who live streamed himself. Dr- <laughs> a gunman who live streamed himself driving around Memphis, shooting at people, killing four and wounding three others, and seemingly random attacks finally arrested after crashing a stolen car, police said at a press conference early this morning. The hours-long rampage had police warning people across Memphis to shelter in place, lock down a baseball stadium and university campuses, and suspended police bus, uh, public, excuse me, bus services as frightened residents wondered where the man might strike next. 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly, a violent felon who was released early from prison this year was taken into custody about nine o'clock last night. Memphis Police Director Sarah Lynn C.J. Davis said during the news conference early Thursday that four people ended up being killed. Three others were wounded in seven shootings and at least two hijackings. Police sent out an alert warning people to be on the lookout for an armed and dangerous man. In one video, he's casually spoke to the camera before opening the door to a store, then immediately shooting at someone with what appeared to be a pistol. Three more shootings, two carjackings followed. Kelly was arrested without incident two hours after the initial police alert when he crashed a Challenger that he had stolen during a high-speed chase, and two guns were found in the vehicle. Wasn't Memphis home to the young heiress teacher who was kidnapped and murdered? Yes, that's Memphis correct. is going through a bad stretch. Well, yep. did you see the photo of when they finally apprehended this young man? He's smiling. I know, he's smiling. Yeah. Uh, this is a, he's a POS fully at fault allegedly if he did this which i i of course personally he did believe it. he did it yeah. um but i would also caution uh, and it's n- by no means blaming her don't go jogging at 4 30 in the morning wait until it's light you no run is i worth didn't that. know that since she went jogging no run is worth that go later on in the day yeah and i'm not i'm not faulting her she did not deserve that a Las Vegas area elected public official arrested as the suspect in the fatal stabbing of veteran newspaper reporter whose investigations of the official's work preceded his primary loss in June. Democratic Clark County Public Administrator Rob Tellis was taken into custody at his home by police SWAT officers hours after investigators served a search warrant and confiscated vehicles in the criminal probe and the killing of Las Vegas Review Journal reporter Jeff German. 
The 45-year-old Telus had been the focus of Germans reporting about turmoil, including complaints of administrative bullying, favoritism, and Telus' relationship with a subordinate staffer in the county office that handles property of people who die without a will or family contacts. The newspaper's executive editor, Glenn Cook, said in a statement, the arrest of Robert Tellis is at once an enormous relief and an outrage for the Review Journal newsroom. Tellis did not immediately respond Wednesday to telephone messages at his county office. A television pioneer has died, Bernard Shaw, the award-winning broadcast television journalist who served as chief anchor of CNN for two decades, died yesterday, according to his family. He was 82 years old. Shaw was CNN's first chief anchor when the 24-7 cable news channel launched on June 1, 1980. Shaw covered some of the landmark stories of the last three decades, including the student uprising in Tiananmen Square in China, the 1994 California earthquake, the death of Princess Diana, and the 2000 presidential race. He was dubbed one of the boys of Baghdad, a group of reporters who chronicled the start of the Persian Gulf War beginning January 16, 1991. He was widely respected for delivering important news stories with calm authority. In tributes on social media today, current and former CNN personalities praised him as a trailblazer and an inspiration to other journalists. Former President Donald Trump's longtime ally Steve Bannon surrendered this morning to face fresh charges that he duped donors who gave money to build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Bannon's state-level charges in New York are expected to closely resemble an attempted federal prosecution that ended abruptly before trial when Trump pardoned Bannon on his last day in office. Presidential pardons apply only to federal crimes, not state offenses. In Bannon's case, any double jeopardy argument would likely fall flat because his federal case did not involve an acquittal or a conviction. A new Reuters Ipsos poll completed yesterday found a majority of Americans think Donald Trump's movement is undermining democracy. 58% of respondents in the two-day poll, including one in every four Republicans, said Trump's Make America Great Again movement is threatening America's democratic foundations. 59% of respondents said Joe Biden's speech would further divide the country, although just about half of respondents said they didn't watch or follow the speech. While Trump remains popular among Republicans, his standing within the party has suffered uh, since the, his supporters attacked the U.S. Capitol on June 6th, 2021. Queen, uh, well, we already did Queen Elizabeth, didn't we? Ten in days late of mourning. Yeah, so it's ten, ten days, days of mourning. Yes. Yep. In late July, Samson Sky, how about this? A commercial flying car company announced its switchblade model had passed FAA inspection, clearing it for flight tests. What? After re- yeah, flying car. Ooh, after, like reaching, after reaching this milestone, the switchblade is poised to be the first flying car available in the U.S. market. You seem like well, the kind of guy that would want to wait a while. Well, I don't want to be the first one to buy it. You don't want that prototype? No. Okay. You're going to wait a year or two? I'm going to wait a year. Uh, Series four. (laughs) You need a runway to land it? Uh, No. Uh, uh, Let me me read on here. With a sleek design, the two-seat vehicle changes from car to airplane with the touch of a button. Like the pocket tool it gets its name from, the wings fit into the body of the vehicle when on the road and then pop out for air travel. And don't worry, there are mechanisms involved that ensure the wings always stay open in flight, even if you accidentally hit the button at the wrong time. (laughs) The 
company's founder and CEO. Sam Bosfield was an architect before embarking on his latest venture, which is now 14 years in the making. Uh, making. The vessel flies at a maximum altitude of 16,000 feet. Wow. That's about 20,000 feet below where most commercial jets coast. And you can reach speeds of up to 190 miles an hour. Right. Well, on the ground, oh. well, on the ground, est estimated speeds are currently expected to be over 125 miles an I hour. I want one. I want one. Okay, let's pump the brakes here. 130 pun, grand? Pun, pun intended. We got idiots that can't even drive normal vehicles right. roaming around. You really want this to be introduced to society? Yeah, I'm picturing yeah. the license bureau Hell yeah. with oh. the people lined up to get their flying license. So how can I text and fly this thing at the same time? Right. Like, like, this, like, like. This can only be good for my traffic reporting career. It this, really this can. can only be good. This will be a boon. Once it hits the market, the switchblade would cost $170,000. You know what that is? That's nothing. Interested buyers can join a wait list for free and will be expected to put down a $2,000 deposit within 45 days of the first flight. But in wow. California, you can only buy an electric flying car. Right. If initial flight We're testing watching, continues... Joe and I are watching a video of it right now. But how does it take flight? Do you... Can you do it on a regular street? We won't, don't know that. Won't you expeed speed? You're picturing Marty McFly in Back to the Future. That's right. what you're picturing. You need picturing. a lightning bolt, right. the flux capacitor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the picture I saw made it look like you could just put the wings out and off you go. That's oh. what it looked well, like. Well, we're looking at it. It needs an entire runway. Really? Snelling Avenue. Oh, okay. If well. there were not other vehicles on it. An important classic 1960 Bentley was used to smuggle $106 million worth of hard drugs into Australia, according to police. The vintage car, which arrived in Port Botany, Sydney, New South Wales, via sea cargo from Canada earlier this month, had 161 kilograms of methamphetamine, 30 kilograms of cocaine hidden in the bodywork. The Class A drugs were identified when Australian Border Force agents x-rayed the silver Bentley S2 as it arrived at the port. The x-rays received crystal meths, uh, revealed crystal meth stuffed behind the headlights. The cocaine discovered after the vehicle was partially dismantled. The police then reassembled the car and let it continue its journey to the alleged drug traffickers' address. As two men began to strip the luxury British-built automobile in the carport, police swooped in, arresting two men aged 22 and 23. Both men have been charged with importing commercial quantities of border-controlled drugs, dealing with property proceeds of crime, large commercial drug supply, and taking part in criminal group activity. Teresa Mendoza will be very upset. John, thank you. Yes. Uh, we'll be uh, back here in just a, sh a second. Sha yeah, sh oh, sh shank you. <laughs> Shanks. Sure. Shanks. The Minnesota Weapons Collectors Association is holding a show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 10th and 11th, at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center. That's on Highway 10 in Armstrong Boulevard. It's $10 per person. You'll see exhibitors, shotguns, rifles, scopes, ammo, magazines, all the accessories. And you can bring your trade-ins if that's your thing. Uh, they're open Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 5, children 12 and under free, 18 and under. You've got to have an adult with you. Go to mwca.org for more information. The Minnesota Weapons Collector Association show this weekend, September 10th and 11th at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center, Highway 10 and Armstrong Boulevard. Go! <laughs> Reality. God. 
the Joe Shoot-Sheree Show. Coming soon. I, I did that bump, and I hate it. You don't? I don't like, like it. I like bump. it, John. Hey, I don't know what to make of this, but it's right up our gender ideology confusion. An analysis by National Review shows that a trend among 20 Major League Baseball teams support organizations that perform sex change operations on children. What? Hmm. The magazine reviewed the causes and organizations to which the teams are handing out millions of dollars in donations and found that many support sex change surgery, hormone treatments, and other dangerous procedures for transitioning teens and preteens. National Review found that almost every team in the league promotes or fund groups that encourage or provide sex change procedures and gender transition hormone treatment for minors as young as 12. Other organizations promote social transitions, that is, non-medical changes in gender expression, including the adoption of new names, pronouns, and clothing for children as young as three. Hmm. Much of the support these teams are lending is organized under the rubric of widespread LGBTQ pride nights that the league uh, has. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to read any more of this. As Jordy notes, uh, that will help us transition away from baseball. Well, Twins uh, was one of those teams, I don't too. know. I can't find that. Yeah, they I, were, I found they were, it. Oh, yes, they are. I found they it were. yesterday. The, uh, Six teams support groups that have lobbyists for the trans cause and otherwise advocate for transgender lifestyle. These teams include the Cubs, the White Sox, the Angels, the Twins, the Cardinals, and the Nationals. It's a classic case of institutional capture by the left. The National Review said it's up to the fans to speak out and urge the league to reverse course on this outrageous advocacy. What a bunch of crap. What the hell's wrong with these people? Is it a case where, for instance, the twins, Bleep the are, twins. are donating to an organization and not knowing where that money is going no, directly? No, they know where their money's going. I'm just trying to give them the benefit They're not the that doubt. stupid. That's pathetic. Hmm. What does baseball have to do with that? Huh? Nothing. Again, Nothing. we've brought this up before, but it's the case of either show your support or face backlash. Is that what, what we're dealing with here? Oh, BLM. Exactly. Remember, BLM's they... a bunch of crooks. I, I wouldn't support them. Their higher ups steal the money. Allegedly. However, allegedly. <laughs> what a bunch of BS. What is going on with these kids? Don't know. Only because they come to us all the way from Marwood <laughs> Park in Mumbumalanga, wow. South Africa, from this the traveling lineman. Very positive. Do you know I for need the to ratchet it up. Oh, it is Worldwide Thursday, right. You ever go on that site? You Worldwide can see the animals and stuff. Waftage? It sounds very kinky. That's where they. Were you here when they were here? <laughs> no. no. Oh. Because well, we've explained waftage, okay? It sounds very naughty. No, it isn't. <laughs> Is it it anybody with me on that? It's that, it's that resort in Wisconsin, right? Yes. Be behind lock gates? Yes. Right. <laughs> you can do anything you want. You want to see some waftage? Right, right there in day, the dining room. <laughs> you want to see some waftage? On this day in 1884, a tornado moved through Hennepin, Ramsey, and Washington counties, killing nine. White Bear Lake was hardest hit. Hmm. <laughs> What are you doing? I'd rather eat my dumplings. Get away from me. On this day in 1906, the celebrated trotting horse Dan Patch oh, paced yeah. a mile at 155 at the state fair, setting the world's record. 
And on this day in 1919, the Minnesota legislature affirmed the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, granting women the right to vote. Prior to the federal amendment, the state's women had been permitted to vote only in elections for school officials and library officials since 1876 and 1898, respectively. Wow. Women had been permitted to vote for presidential electors since March 24, 1919, but a presidential election allowing them to exercise that right was not held until 1920. On this day in 1975, 75. September 8th, Deborah yeah. Montgomery became the first woman admitted to the St. Paul Police Academy. She eventually rose to the rank of lieutenant. <laughs> And on this day in 1991. Yes. <laughs> Do you know that the queen was called by her close family, Lilibet? I did not. How know daring would it be for you to not know if you were close enough to call her Lilibet? Yeah. On this day in 1991, <laughs> okay. yeah. philanthropist Eleanor Lawler Pillsbury died at the age of 104. She had been involved with the Women's Association of the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra, the National Society of Colonial, Colonial Dames of America, Minnesota Planned Parenthood, and the Friends of the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. Wow, she was the uh, great grandmother of Jerry Lawler, the wrestler that beat up Andy no, Kaufman. I, I don't think oh, in the match. Great grandma. I doubt yeah. it. You know, I'm going to tie two two of those together. Go. Did you know that Eleanor couldn't vote until she was almost 30? Because right. it wasn't ratified until 1919. Wow. That's right. See what I did there? So I, I, think, I see you did a little math I, I tied them together. Yeah. Yeah, almost 30. One yeah. thing missing from this uh, day in history was the chiming in of Chris. Chris, what day is it? September 8th. What day is it? Thursday. Positive Thursday. Thursday. Positive Thursday. Who brings us Positive Thursday? Mike, Reavers, oh, you're paying Scooney, attention Scooney, here. Scooney, Mike Scooney. Schoonover. Schoonover Bodyworks.com. Body that means Mike Schoonover usually with us, not here today. Uh, but Schoonover's right there in Shoreview, 1060 County E. I love reading Schoonover reviews. They're always so positive. Uh, excellent, friendly service, says Helen. Straightforward and on time, clean and professional. We'll go there again if I need body work. Uh, Steven says, I was completely satisfied with the workmanship and professionalism of Schoonover Body Works yes. and Glass. I would recommend them in a heartbeat. Uh, and then this one. I don't know what to make of this from Tom last year. After receiving a good-sized dent from a hit-and-run in a parking lot, I wanted options because of a steep deductible. Because my son and I are loyal garage logicians, he reminded me of the dummy's recommendation of Schoonovers. I was pleased with the repair as well as the price and fast fix. I totally appreciate the clean car and shine tires. Uh, Mike Schoonover responded, Thank you, Tom. Safe travels on the service road of life. Nice. Pretty much everything related to auto repair, and uh, and I'm saying everything from top to bottom, front to back, glass service, body work, oil changes, tires, doesn't matter. Call up Nikki at the Schoonover Body Works and Glass. She'll get you hooked up with the right service tech. 80 years strong in Shoreview. Thank you, GLers, for choosing GL's Body Shop, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Hmm. Thank you, GLers. Yes. I think I'll save my Bob story until tomorrow. I think you Two hours of my life that I'm not going to get back. Uh, cracking down hearing aid batteries at several Walgreens stores. That story tomorrow. If, uh, <laughs> if you can stand it. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs>
I can hardly wait. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> However, if you're looking for other podcasts yeah, to I listen to. I think I might to, just take the day off, man. You <laughs> might as well. You might as well, because the story's very long and drawn out. Uh, check out PodMN on your smartphone, and you can find other podcasts that will entertain you, educate you, etc. Also, please, please go to YouTube and subscribe on the Garage Logic YouTube page. That's up and coming. Remember, we're on all sorts of uh, social media. Instagram, Twitter is hot. Uh, we're not on Snapchat, though, right? Nope. Facebook, though. Got a big presence on Facebook. Check it all out, GLers. Thanks for listening. And a super chop. Yeah.